everybody. Happy Monday. It's the day after retreat for us. Um, yesterday we completed the 31st Ultimate Footy Alpha Retreat with our Australian and New Zealand uh, authors. And um, today is a fresh new day and it is Makeup Monday. Last week, the last few Mondays, I have decided to start my week, even though we're in stage four isolation, uh, getting all dolled up. Today's the purple dress. Um, uh, that I chose to wear, um, had my session with like, um, exercising and showering and doing my hair and makeup and everything like that. So we can start the week fresh. Good morning, Vivi and Annette. Great to see you guys and have you on the call. So this morning I thought, uh, what am I going to talk about? Um, and, um, I thought let's have a leadership discussion, uh, because every, um, uh, most of you that follow me are business owners um, and leaders in your own right. And of course, if you are a business owner, um, you have decided to step into that leadership position. I can hear my voice is a little bit um, uh, like after retreat. It's always a day that my voice goes all funny. Oh, thank you. Uh, I love this dress too. We don't get to dress up uh, very much. Obviously, being in stage four lockdown, we have not left the house like for six, seven weeks. So you know, why not uh, get into some kind of a uh, feel-good routine, right? Uh, good morning, Lisa. All right, so, yeah, so some of you may be embarking on the journey. Some of you may have started. Um, and I guess I'm just going to share my observations of um, what a leader needs to possess or what to expect as you become a leader or um, decide that, hey, I'm going to, um, step into this position because a lot of the people that I help are authors, which means they're leading um, with their message, with their story. They want to share it. Of course, if they wanted to keep it private, they wouldn't, you know, be writing their amazing books and um, inspirational, uh, sharing inspirational systems um, and all the other stuff that goes with writing a book. So some of the, those things I know are going to be very helpful for them. Um, and um, yeah, well, with leadership uh, comes the ultimate responsibility. Uh, hey, Anna. Yeah, it is. I mean, we're leaders in many different areas of our lives, right? Uh, whether we're leading our family, being the CEO of the household, uh, whatever that means, or, um, you know, you know, in a friendship group, uh, right? You might always step in and take that leadership position where you organize the get-togethers. I know Vivi um, started her book club. Um, she's got ladies that have been doing book clubs for like 20 years, and she's the one that always is organizing all their events and things like that, um, and certainly as a business owner. So we're going to talk about, obviously, the business owner perspective. Good morning, Karen. Uh, great to have you. Some of my new authors joining in, uh, and I know people are going to watch this recording, so I'd love your comments and um, uh, perspectives on this as well of how you see it. So I'm only sharing my own perspective and uh, jump down about 10 different things um, here that I'm going to go through and what it means. Hey, neighbor, <laughs> we can't even see each other. Uh, we're just around the corner. But we have actually some exciting news, actually. Uh, I'll post it later in a photo and whatever. But we actually have now dual residency in two states in Australia. We bought a house in Queensland on the weekend. Uh, so we are now Vic QLD slash QLD. Um, that's going to be our holiday home. And somewhere we're going to run some private intimate retreats as well as um, 
what's it called? Uh, uh, like a, a business conference. Uh, it's like a five bedroom with pool and all this stuff. So I'll put I'll post a photo about it tomorrow. Um, you know, we're just going through all the pest control, building control bits um, to pass everything and all that kind of stuff. But it's in. I can't believe it. So I'm very excited about that. Um, yeah. I just don't stop. Like they lock me up and I just get more productive. I just find other ways to achieve. One of my biggest patterns is an achiever. Um, like strengths in my personality, being an achiever. If I don't get up and achieve something, like I feel like everything's been wasted away. All right, so let's start into the first point. Great to have uh, quite a few of you, Rose. <laughs> Some of my rich read authors getting up and getting into it uh, already, but I hope everyone's going to take it easy today. Um, I've got a list of things to do, but I'm hoping I can get it done in two or three hours. Amazing. All right, so number one thing about leadership is the responsibility, right? When you become a leader, you are responsible, <laughs> yeah? The buck stops with you <laughs> kind of thing. There's no one else that can fix the problem. Like, that's it, um, you know? You need to figure it out. You need to be very resourceful. Um, hey, thank you, Annette. Thank you so much. Um, you know, so uh, you have to be very resourceful um, and uh, take the ultimate responsibility, good, bad, and ugly, yeah? But when taking the ultimate responsibility for things that are happening in your life, whatever leadership position you're in, you also reap the biggest rewards, right? So biggest risks brings biggest rewards, right? Um, when you think about an employee who's employed by a company uh, and working for an hourly rate, they, um, uh, I mean, I know because I was in that place before I started my business. I, I remember I work by shifts, I'll come home and absolutely not think about that. I'll go on holidays, I wouldn't think about anything, right? Um, you know, you'd just completely be on holidays, right? And so, but when you're a business owner, like, it just doesn't stop. Now, you might think, oh, that's exhausting. You find different ways, though. You find different ways where you can, you know, you have your time and you have a flexible lifestyle because you chose to create that. But ultimately, if something, if shit hits the fan, guess what? It's all on you, right? When shit hit the fan in March, when we had to pivot everything from offline to online, worked 80, 90 hours a week to figure everything out and set it all up um, and to, to swim as we were being thrown in that deep end. So you have the ultimate responsibility. Yeah, there's no one else you can handball it to. Um, and, um, and, you need to embrace that and step into that. It's scary as shit, but it does reap the biggest rewards, okay? So the ultimate responsibility of a leader, however, they do have also the highest rewards uh, for, for stepping into that position, right? Okay, the next one is a leader also has to um, have the traits of taking massive initiative, yeah? So getting up, you know, sometimes people go, oh my God, Nat, you know, um uh you're always on or you're thinking but um when you're passionate about the thing that you're leading or that uh, if it's your business or whatever it is that you're uh, uh, in a leadership position you don't have to be pushed to take initiative yeah you you get up and you do it and you just um make shit happen right but initiative to keep growing yeah to to keep uh improving yourself and um um, and stepping out and just, you know, kind of always be guiding people um, where they need to go and what they need to do, right? People actually appreciate being told and having someone with confidence and certainty lead them because they feel then safe, yeah? It's really, really important. All oh, my messages are popping up. My messenger is just going off. I'm glad you guys can't see that, but, but it keeps distracting me. People chit-chatting in all their groups. I'm a, I'm a leader of many groups, so therefore when they all chit-chat, it's like, ah, what's going on? Um, and that's something you have to manage, right? 
Um, so having massive initiative is really, really um, important as a trait, yeah? How do you um, keep, keep things fresh and how do you are thinking of different ways to do stuff, yeah? Uh, because when people uh, follow you, they will also learn and model what you do. So you do have that responsibility of what people um, will will think and do and, um, and model in, in your behaviour, right? The next one is uh, making decisions others are too scared to, okay? So when you become a leader, uh, you differentiate yourself from, uh, you know, fear. Like you actually feel the fear, but do it anyway because you know, yes, I'm taking a massive risk here and I'm scared to take the leap of faith, but I'm confident in my resource in, in my resourcefulness to figure things out. You know, what's the worst that can happen? So a leader also knows to ask themselves really great quality questions, yeah? I shared these with my authors yesterday. I'll quickly share them here. So when, when something bad happens, you know, you don't ask, what does this mean? But you memorize these three questions. You memorize, how can I use this? What's funny about this? What will I think about this in five to 10 years time? I learned them from a book in Tony, Tony Robbins, something. I write them down and memorize them. So whenever something bad happens or like something you don't like or, you know, Corona, like big shit hits the fan. There's lots of various degrees of shit hits the fan moment in our lives and businesses. But those three questions are the first three I say in my head and then I answer them for myself. Because by the end of doing that, I feel so much better and I can take the next step. So not to be frozen in paralysis of fear. Yeah. So leaders take decisions, uh, make decisions others are too scared to make. Okay, really, really, really important to, you know, how, when was the last time you made a decision that, you know, kind of made you feel really, you know, Ugh, in your tummy? That's something to, uh, to think about and are you doing it often enough? Yeah, and as you take more, make more of those decisions that scared the shit out of you, you actually find a new comfort zone and um, you kind of go for what makes you uncomfortable and keep, you know, doing it. You don't have to be a huge risk taker. I, um, I would probably categorize myself somewhere in the middle. I'm not low where I'm not taking risks. I'm not super high that I do crazy things and overinvest and get myself into trouble. But I'm always making sort of calculated decisions. Even buying this house on the weekend. God, guys, in the middle of a pandemic, we decided to buy a house. It's like scary as shit, right? <laughs> What's going to happen to the world? We're buying it. And I was just like, but it's a calculated decision. I know what I'm going to, how it's going to be set up, what purposes I'm going to use it for, the timing, the settlement. Like I've done all the background kind of stuff um, and I made an informed decision and then I asked myself, what's the worst that can happen? And, and can I handle that if, if, if it did happen? Okay. So um, that's another one. So number four, <laughs> you're writing your book, Lisa, right? Scary. You know, to, so many people are too scared to make that decision to actually take the leap of faith. So you guys who are authors of ours, you did exactly that. You did by saying, I'm going to do this book and invest in myself and do this program. You stepped into a position and made a decision, decision that other people are too scared to make. Okay. And you should pat yourself on the back for that, but don't stop there. Keep doing it because now when you step out with your book and you talk about it, when you need to promote yourself and all that kind of stuff, that there's going to be moments that are scary. Yeah and uncomfortable and you're going to sweat your palms and everything and all that sort of stuff. All right. Um, number four is solving problems that overwhelm others. Okay. So others who might go, Ooh, you know, problems are reason. And what are we going to do? Like, and then they get into this fear and, you know, staying calm. Yeah. 
staying calm. Um, you know, uh, there's a saying that I learned, I don't know where I learned it before, but the end result will always be the same. Whether you freak out or you um, actually handle it calmly and just think of what the next steps are, the end result will always be the same. I use this a lot when I misplace something. I am misplacing my Chanel wallet or like some really expensive things. I could freak people out, car keys and things like that. But I stop myself and I go, remember, the end result is always going to be the same. So if I freak out now, I just make myself stressed and, you know, cortisol and all that stuff that happens to us when we stress, right? Or I just stop and just think and stay calm and, and figure out how I'm going to problem solve. Because you know our ultimate happiness actually comes from problem solving. The more problems we solve, the happier we are. Yeah, maybe write that one down. Yeah, the more problems we solve, the happier we are. And this is why, like, you know, every day I get up, I'm like, oh, okay, the problems I'm going to solve. I'm going to feel like, you know, if something happens, you know, how do we have quick thinking? Yeah. So just summarizing solving problems that overwhelm others. A leader solves problems that overwhelm others and does do their best to manage their state, to stay calm under pressure. Yeah, to stay calm under pressure. So when other people are, are going, you know, uh, my authors, like we had a lot of tears this weekend. There was a lot of trauma, emotional stories being shared, right? Um, and they were reliving that, you know. Uh, but when Stuart and I were asked to have mentoring sessions with people who are feeling emotional, we weren't going to go down that hole with them. We were going to listen and we were going to provide some resources and some coaching that would help them change their state, change and reframe what they were giving a meaning to what was going on, right? So really, really important, um, you know, not to enable others or go into that place with them, right, as a leader. Um, oh, another sale. <laughs> Lisa, well done. I need to update the tally. The tally's behind me. I, I know you guys gave me your total numbers. These guys this weekend sold collectively in the first 48 hours close to, I think we'll be over 500, guys. I just haven't done the tally. We were over 450-something. So congratulations, 500 books sold in just the first 48 hours. Amazing. Amazing job. All right. So, um, number five, doing all jobs, not being too good for anything, okay? So, a leader will pick up and they'll do the cleaning or they'll do the tidy up or they'll do the admin work or they'll, they can do it. They can do it all. They can do every job in the business or in the household, right? They don't necessarily keep doing it, but they have the ability and they don't act as if I'm too good. In my events, my face-to-face -face events, I actually like to sit at the rego desk and register people as they come in and welcome them because I like to meet them, shake their hand, give them a signed book, right? I'm not too good for the rego process. Yes, I have crew that come and actually help me and I could like outsource and be the secret person that comes from the side of the room and be the rock star. But to me, leadership has never been about actually, um, uh, you know, hiding away and positioning myself as a guru. For me, leadership has been being in the, in the trenches, yeah? Uh, and different people are different, right? Uh, so please, I'm only giving you my perspective of what I feel, um, how I relate and connect with my authors, with my staff, with other people. You know, I just like, I'm not too good at it. I'll go camping. I'll, I'll rough it out. Like, I'm not a princess. Yeah, I might look like a princess dressed up today, <laughs> but I'm not. I like it seriously. So, um, uh, and Julie says, I love that when I first meet. And that's what I keep getting told. Everyone says, you're so down to earth, right? You're so approachable. Just like we feel like yeah, we can message you and that you will answer, you know, and that you're not this person that cannot be attained on this pedestal, right? 
Um, <laughs> there you go. Sabrina just said it just as I said it. Yeah. So that's what leadership to me means is not people to, to be scared, scared to walk into um, and ask you a question. You know what I mean? For them to feel, you know, I won't be rejected or, or handballed to someone else. Right. So, yes, you need to delegate and outsource because you, you, ha you are handling the whole uh, responsibility and you're overseeing everything. But you should, if someone um, needs to have a day off or get sick or whatever, you need to take on those jobs and do them for them, right? Vivi, for example, she said, I'll work till 11 o'clock uh, this morning and then I'll um, have the rest of the day off, maybe checking at about 4.30. And I go, yeah, that's fine. Just let me know what I need to look out for. I'll hold the fort. Vice versa, she holds the fort for me, you know, because she's learned almost every role also in the business. Um, and that's what I look to do as well, is how do I empower, encourage, and actually teach everyone how to do everything in the business? Yeah, so that uh, it's always handled and, you know, we, we invest in people and actually push them. And that's what makes them actually want to love their job, not just be restricted to what you can do, give them freedom to make decisions as well. Cool. Uh, okay, let's move on to the next one. Um, and that is a great communicator and trainer. So I guess this links up to this um, previous one. Uh, but a leader does need to work on their communication skills. They need to understand themselves. They need to understand their strengths and weaknesses, yeah? And um, and also be able to provide, by, by having great communication skills, being able to provide great training to the people that are going to help them in, um, you know, building their empire, whatever <laughs> whatever you want to call it, right? It is really, really important. Um, uh, if you have to and uh, you haven't, you know, take on some courses, um, and by being a speaker, you actually uh, de develop the discipline muscle for, sorry, the, the competency for speaking and being clear. Because when you're a speaker and other people, uh, you're speaking in front of people, if they don't understand you, 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 you you're going to get hints if people are getting you or not getting you. And as you keep learning more and more about um, what works and what doesn't work, you become a better communicator. So how do you develop your communica communication skills is actually what I'm doing right now. Every Monday morning, come on live. Uh, I've, I've done 100 speaking gigs a year for the last 10 years. Uh, I'm constantly speaking to people and externalizing what I need to say and teach. Therefore, I keep getting better in my communication skills and being able to communicate at different levels for different people, yeah? So it's not a... Um, you know, thing that just happens overnight, uh, but you need to work on, yeah? And a, and a leader needs to be speaking, yeah? There's no way you can be a leader, uh, in, not in many cases, maybe there is some way you can, but there's not many, in many cases that you can be a leader and not open your mouth and just um, be in the back, back of the scenes, behind the scenes, right? So tell me, so far, are you enjoying this live? And maybe was there one thing that stood out? that I have said thus far. And if you've joined, uh, please go back to the beginning because there's been lots of little, uh, we're halfway through our content um, this morning. So love to know what kind of is standing out for you, what maybe what realizations you are getting. Okay, and of course, being a great trainer, uh, when you uh, train people really well and you're really thorough uh, in your communication, then you're gonna have consistency and um, a really well-run business or household whatever, as we said, leadership uh, exists in many areas of our lives. It is transferable. All right, let's move on to the next one. Outsource, delegate, and inspire. Yeah? So outsource, delegate, and inspire. Thank you. For those of you that are giving me some love in the chat box, I do like reading the messages as, as I'm talking. Um, um, so maybe some of you are too busy writing or something like that. 
Um, so uh, you can't do it all yourself. You have to realize, yes, you start off alone, but the uh, goal is to systemize everything that you do, everything that you teach, and one day be able to uh, spread that ripple effect. But by being able to outsource, delegate, and uh, inspire, you're helping so many other people have a good quality life. You might be paying them a wage, which is supporting their family. I know with our VA, Lindy, where she's been working with us for five years, like yesterday on the call, on Saturday uh, cocktail hour, she said, I support nine people with my wages, yeah? You know, we've got our cover designer, our, our layout person, we're based in Macedonia and Bulgaria, which are a law socioeconomic um, uh, status countries to us, but we're supporting our people that are helping us from there, all of our editors around Australia, printers. Um, you know, so as you grow and outsource, delegate and inspire, you are helping other people with their livelihood and you are also creating the flexibility in your lifestyle that you started off to want to create uh, and being able to do the things you love. Yeah. So the point is for you to be in a position where you're doing the things that you love um, most of the time and you've outsourced the things you don't like doing. And it happens a little bit at a time. Okay. It doesn't all happen overnight. It, it is, you know, success, <laughs> you know, um, what is it? Um, I became an overnight success in 10 years. Yeah, that's, that's how it happens. Um, it, that's how it goes, right? So really, really important. And yes, these moments when you do outsource, delegate uh, and delegate and you choose to start doing that are scary moments as well. Scary moments that you're going to be now responsible for someone else's livelihood. Yeah, you're going to be responsible, you know, to regularly pay someone's salary or, or give someone work. Yeah. Uh, and that's something I wake up with uh, each morning that, that that's what pushes me. That's what inspires me is I wake up every morning thinking, shit, I've got to work really hard to, to provide for this livelihood, not just of my family, of my suppliers, of the wonderful people, my staff, all that kind of stuff. You know, and sometimes people may think that when they invest in you, it's just you that you're getting um, the like the investment. Uh, but it's not. There's so many people behind the scenes that are supporting the whole structure and the process of what it means to be a successful business owner and um and and lead yep okay number seven i think we're up to set example by leading by example yeah set an example by leading by uh by example so this is similar i guess to to the fact or the point that i made earlier you know be able to do all the jobs yeah so uh if you're not if you come across that you're not too good for doing a job uh within your business or your life and whatever other people won't act like that. I can see it in my children that um, they, um, you know, they act and behave as a perfect mirror to the behavior and actions that we are exhibiting, especially now during isolation. We've had them at home pretty much for six months, guys, if not longer. They only went back to school like for three or four weeks. So we knew that's 24 seven, right? And I can see they're happy. They've got a routine. Um, they eat at the right times. They are self-sufficient in their schooling, right? Everyone gets locked away in the rooms. I mean, we have to uh, homeschool the little one. Um, so we take turns with Stuart between 9 and 12.30 school, right? But um, we can see everyone knows it's Monday now. We're focused. We need to get this shit done and, um, and then get on with fun things we want to do in the afternoon. But it is really, really, really important to um, uh, lead by example 
um, and do the things that you because people I think model us more on our actions than on our words yeah really really important as a leader all right number eight is being an optimist in hard hard times being an optimist in a hard in hard times and 2020 has given us one of the biggest I guess um guess the the hardest time most people have had in their lifetime yeah from the bushfires to this bombing that just happened uh i think it was in beirut i think uh to corona like just locking us all up and uh really making us dig deep um in our resourcefulness and our mindset right so as a leader you need to be the optimist in hard times yeah you need to step up and go how can we use this how can we create something good what is the good stuff that's coming from it come on guys i know we're all struggling with either have children at home or or we feel like every day is like groundhog day but you know there's different things that we can do right and so that's the thing that you're responsible to step into when you're a leader yeah yes you can have your little hissy fit moments in private <laughs> yeah and go what's going on you know can have the frustration and fear come up and all that and certainly uh you have a partner or someone close friend you can talk about that stuff with them but then just get on with it just wipe it and you got to get on with it 80 percent above the line thinking 20 percent below the line thinking we're not perfect and we're not um you know superhuman yeah i've had moments like oh my god six more weeks worst lockdown masks all this other stuff like you know it's like what are we gonna do you know when i'm gonna have a break <laughs> because actually staying at home for me has been i've worked the hardest i've ever worked yeah because staying at home means that okay well i don't have the opportunity to relax or whatever uh so i'm just gonna run my business and i'm just gonna work and create um new stuff so when i can get out that stuff is supporting us yeah so the next one is realizing not everyone will like your style of leadership okay number nine okay we've got a couple to go realizing not everyone's going to like your style of leadership and we have seen this with the global leaders yeah our state leader dan andrews um scott morrison our australian premier we've seen stuff with trump we've seen different leaders do different things we've seen jacinda um Ardern from new zealand and uh you know uh everyone is different everyone's getting different opinions about their leadership style through this uh hard time this pandemic right and not everyone's for there's the for and the pro uh what is it for and against <laughs> um and that's the same thing in our lives yeah as a leader not everyone's gonna like the decisions you make and that's okay yeah or not everyone's gonna align with your values it's all to do with values if you don't have similar values to dan andrews then you're not gonna align with him and you're not gonna, not gonna like the decisions he's making right if you do have similar values and um and uh, agree with what he's got to say you're gonna be all pro and say you know do this do what he says right so same as you in your own life just because it's in a, on a smaller scale maybe in your um family or your business or whatever it is guys not everyone's gonna but the leader has to stand behind their decisions because guess what as we said at the beginning they're the ones with the ultimate responsibility okay and they're the ones that are going to have to clean up the mess if they have not made the right decision okay that's what what's uh, what would happen this is what all of our global leaders are experiencing and are very much aware of you know and doing their best they can you know you have to realize and um when you're doing your leadership uh role 
realize that you are, you know, you're not doing things to piss people off. You're doing what you think is best. Yeah. We all do what we think is best for the good of us, others, and the greater good, right? Um, but, uh, you know, it's not always going to pan out. The decisions we make are not always right. And you're not going to know that you're just going to have to tap into maybe from experience, from what you, what you think, what you know, what you've researched and then make decisions from there. But whether that's going to be right or not right, going into state for stage four lockdown, is it right or not right for Melbourne? Who knows? We won't know. Maybe we'll know in six or 12 months time or whatever it is, what this caused, but you don't know. You have to, you don't have the benefit of hindsight. You just have to make the decision and do the call and be expected. Uh, some people will like you and some people won't. And that's just how it works. And there's no way you can be liked by everyone. So just forget about that one. <laughs> and let's go in our final um, final one. And that is being fair and giving, um, uh, giving well-set boundaries to people around what they can and can't do, um, you know, when it comes to, again, so I say be accessible, but you also need to set boundaries because you're a human being as well. And so if you are a leader, you don't need to be available to everyone, um, uh, you know, at every moment of every day, yeah? So the more we look for a flexible business, the more we actually want routine in our lives. And I've, I've seen that after 10 years. The first three or four years, I would be answering emails and messages and texts at any time, any um, moment of the day and night, and all that sort of stuff, replying to people. Um, and it was, you know, it, it was necessary to get the business off the ground, to get things happening quicker, right? But now it's a nine to five day. There's no weekends. We have out of office emails. We've communicated to our authors. Look, guys, we need to be with our families. And we always are very fast at responding, but these are our boundaries, yeah? And when we're on holidays, there's people in charge and everything is sorted and organized. So you're not missing out on your wonderful service around how you're working with us. But there has to be boundaries so that you too can have a life um, outside of that leadership role, you know, and have your self-care and all that kind of stuff. So make sure you do set those um, and um, and stick to what you say. Don't kind of go back um, in terms of, you know, what you say and then you kind of do it one time and then you don't do it, yeah? Um, all right. So I hope some of this has given you some food for thought around how you sit in your leadership position because you would be at least a leader in one area of your life, if not anything yourself, okay? And all of these apply for yourself as well. How do you, um, how do you provide and, and step into self-leadership? And uh, what does it mean for you as a person? Because if anyone, anything else, you are a leader of one and that is you and how you control your life and the decisions you make and all that kind of stuff, yeah? But of course, then it expands your family, business, other people that you're leading. And that's how it starts. It starts from self and then it, it goes. And just like when a business starts, starts local in the local city, then to the state and to the country, then international, which is exactly what we have seen happen. All right. So um, I'm going to finish up here today. I hope you've enjoyed today's live. Leave me some comments even um, if you are um, listening to a recording later on. I'd love, I always check them and look at them. Thank you, Naomi. Um, and I'm going to jump across to my secret authors group to give them a little pep talk for the week now and then get on to my Monday morning list and then hopefully have the afternoon off after a big retreat. We usually try to take it easy on a Monday. Um, so I'll talk to you guys soon. Have an amazing week. And what do we say? Smash it out. Bye, guys. Have a great